0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin, where I started out looking at every Prime Minister in Canadian history, then I started looking at every election in Canadian history, and now we're looking at every opposition leader who never became Prime Minister. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash Canada EHX. On that note, I want to say thank you to Vobbs, who became my newest patron, And also a thank you to Thomas, who donated to the podcast. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can. Just go to CanadaEHX.com and click Donate. Every dollar you give helps keep it all going, and I do this podcast on Canadian History X, which releases every Wednesday and Saturday. As well, if you have some sort of event or business that you want to advertise, well, I'd be happy to do it for you. I have very cheap rates, and you can reach several thousands of people who all listen to this podcast. So just contact me at craig at canadaehx.com for any kind of advertising that you'd like to put onto the podcast. If you like, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Craig craigbaird, C-R-E-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at bairdo37. As with the last episode, when I looked at Lucien Bouchard, this episode is going to have a bit of French in it, and I'm working on my French and getting pretty good with it as I move to become fluent, but I might mispronounce some things, and if I do, I truly apologize. After Lucien Bouchard left the Bloc Quebecois to lead Quebec as the Premier of the province in 1997, the leadership of the party fell to a new man, Gilles Duceppe. With assuming the leadership of the party, Duceppe would also become the leader of the official opposition, albeit somewhat briefly. While his time as leader of the official opposition was short, Duceppe would lead the Bloc Québécois longer than anyone else, and he would spend over two decades in Parliament, becoming an elder statesman of Quebec federal politics. Today, I'm looking at his life and career. Gilles Duceppe was born on July 22, 1947 in Montreal, to Helene and Jean Duceppe. His father Jean was a well-known stage and television actor, who performed in 34 different plays between 1941 and 1947. He would also host several radio shows and numerous television shows during his career. A supporter of Quebec independence, his politics would have an impact on his son, influencing his own decisions for decades to come. Interestingly, the maternal grandfather of Joseph was John Rowley, a Briton by birth with Irish ancestry, who was a home child and orphan that was sent to Canada in the 19th century. As Dusep would say years later of his English ancestry, quote, I'm a bloke who turned block. End quote. As a young man, Dusep would often complain about preferential treatment given to Anglophone students. Dusep would say later in life that he complained to a grade 6 teacher about this and was slapped. Dusep would say that he then slapped the teacher back. After completing high school, Dusep would study political science at the Université de Montréal, but did not finish his studies. It was around this time that he started to find his political path as well, and he would be inspired to become a sovereigntist at the age of 20 by René Lévesque and the Parti Quebecois. In November 1970, Duceppe would be quoted in the newspaper regarding the use of the War Measures Act, and the article would state, quote, Jill Duceppe, a political science student at the University of Montreal, who was taken a year out of school to work on a province-wide student magazine, Says the war measures and troops have radicalized members of the party Quebecois. Dusap would also advocate for communism and was even a member of the Workers' Communist Party of Canada. And he would say years later he was looking for absolute answers, but that his three-year membership in the organization was a mistake. As a young man, Dusap would work as a hospital orderly, but was fired for being belligerent. He then became a trade union organizer and in 1972 he launched into community and union settings serving as a moderator of a citizens committee followed by representing royal victoria hospital employees in 1977. while he was a sovereigntist, he would spoil his 1980 quebec independence ballot arguing that the quebecois should instead focus on staying united to fight capitalism in the mid-1980s douceppe was working as an advisor to the confederation of trade unions representing thousands of workers in hotels and restaurants. In 1990, Duceppe was elected to the House of Commons in a by-election in Laurier-Saint-Marie, a riding he would hold continuously in every subsequent election from 1993 to 2008. In his first election, Duceppe defeated his Liberal challenger by 11,000 votes. Deborah Gray, the lone Reform MP, would state, quote, you've got to question his motives, end quote. Upon his election win, Duceppe would state, quote, We've won this game and the season is just beginning, end quote. He would add of his win, quote, Quebec has finally understood that English will never say yes to any demand from Quebec. Sovereignty is the only possible option for Quebec and the riding, end quote. Duceppe would state that his oath of allegiance to the Queen was simply a technicality, and that his true national allegiance belonged to the people and culture of Quebec. Duceppe would be criticized over the matter, and critics would state that he disrespected the honor and dignity of the House.
1: And then there is the Bloc, that's the Bloc Québécois, which over the summer has begun to eat away at the Tory power base in Quebec. Gilles Duceppe, who beat the Tories soundly in a by-election in Quebec this summer, drew a crowd in Hull today, as he formally pledged himself to work for Quebec's sovereignty. Je serai loyal au peuple Québécois. Yousef has also taken an oath to the Queen, something he must do in order to sit in the House of Commons. But he's not taking that one too seriously. I mean, it's a formality, a technicality, just like the Labour is, is doing it for years in the, the British Parliament, even if they're asking after that for the abolition of monarchy. All in all, it adds up to what could be one of the most difficult sessions the government has had to endure during six years in the House of Commons and it comes at a time when the Conservative Party appears to be struggling even to hold on to traditional supporters. Recent polls indicate the Tories are already at the bottom in terms of public opinion. Keith Bogue, CBC News, Ottawa.
0: At this time, the Bloc Quebecois had been created, and while Duceppe supported them, he sat as an independent because the Bloc had not registered as a political party yet. Bouchard had high praise for the newest member of the House of Commons, stating, quote, he will devote himself unstintingly to the forging of a sovereign Quebec, end would serve as a member of Movement Quebec in 1991 and 1992, which was an organization dedicated to preserving the French language in Canada. As a member of the Bloc Québécois, he was the party speaker for Indian Affairs, multiculturalism, national defense, veterans' affairs, labor, employment, immigration, and the status of women. In 1991, when Prince Charles and Princess Diana toured Canada, the Prince spoke for unity. Duceppe would respond to this, stating in the House of Commons, quote, I find it unacceptable that Quebecers have to foot the bill for this visit, especially after the statement made by the Prince of Wales on the Quebec question. He would be better advised to look after the problems in Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. On February 13, 1992, Duceppe had harsh words for Canada if Quebec were to separate, stating, quote, Tell Western farmers they will have to eat all their beef or watch the carcasses rot, instead of selling them to Quebec, or go to Oshawa and explain to workers in the automobile industry that they will have to go on unemployment insurance out of patriotism, because Canada cannot sell any more cars to those poor Quebecers, End quote. In 1993, Duceppe suddenly found himself in the party that made up the official opposition with the Bloc Québécois nearly sweeping all of the ridings in Quebec, shooting the party up from a minor party to the second most important party in the House of Commons. As the prospects of the Bloc rose, so too did the career prospects of Duceppe. He was soon seen as a natural leader for the Bloc Québécois, and Duceppe would tell Parliament on January 27, 1994, Quebec has only one option left, sovereignty. And the future of Montreal is contingent upon this choice. During the 1995 Quebec referendum, Duceppe, the party whip, was a vocal supporter and campaigner for the yes side. Duceppe would state in the lead-up to the vote, "The lack of movement and resignation of federalists has too long hampered the economic, cultural, and social development of the Quebec people." After the referendum failed, Duceppe would state. Newfoundland held more than one referendum before joining Canada. In that case, it was okay, but in Quebec's case, it's a double standard as usual. End quote. In 1996, Lucien Bouchard stepped down as bloc leader to become the premier of Quebec. Doucet was chosen as the interim leader of the party, serving only briefly before Michel Gartier was chosen as the new leader of the party. He was eventually forced out as leader in 1997 and Duceppe won the leadership contest to become the leader of the Bloc Québécois and the leader of the opposition. In the 1997 leadership convention, Duceppe won 43.91% of the vote on the first ballot, and then won the party leadership on the second ballot with 52.77%. Duceppe would go through his first election as the leader of the party in 1997. The election campaign was tough for Duceppe, who was photographed wearing a hairnet at a cheese factory, which was widely mocked in Quebec for the image it projected of him. When it came to performance in the first week though, the Bloc Québécois was by far the worst. They put their leader in a hairnet to tour a cheese factory and it provided the strongest image of the campaign. Quebec cartoonists had a field day with Gilles Duceppe. He was becoming a figure of derision, a political disaster. Then in week two, the Quebec newspaper Le Soleil printed excerpts from Jacques Parizeau's new book. Former premier suggested he would have declared sovereignty right after the 1995 referendum, despite his campaign promises to Quebecers. Taken unawares, uh, Gilles Duceppe watches this new crisis build in the day's news coverage. He has been blindsided. At best, it looks as if Duceppe was out of touch with crucial decisions. At worst, that he was a party to deception. It's not easy for me today. I know that some people won't be pleased with what I say. When the June 2, 1997 election came about, the Bloc Québécois fell from official opposition status to third-party status, losing six seats in the process to finish with 44. In the 2000 election, the party once again lost more support falling to 38 seats, and many began to criticize Duceppe, stating he was not effective on the campaign, but with no serious challenger to his leadership, he remained the leader of the party. Jean Chrétien would step down as the leader of the Liberal Party in 2003, and the Liberals were beset by the sponsorship scandal, which saw the misuse and misdirection of public funds intended for the government advertising in Quebec. In the 2004 election, Duceppe rebounded heavily by attacking the Liberals, and chastising the other leaders for their broken promises. In the leadership debates, many considered Duceppe, both in the English and French debates, as the best speaker. As a result of this, the Bloc Québécois won 54 seats, nearly equaling their high point of 1993, while the Liberals fell to a minority government under Paul Martin. At this point, Duceppe was the longest-serving leader of a major party in Canada at the time, and many expected Duceppe to follow Bouchard, to become the Premier of Quebec and the leader of the Parti Quebecois. On June 13, 2005, Duceppe stated that he would not seek the leadership of the Provincial Party. On November 28, 2005, Duceppe helped bring down the minority government of Paul Martin, resulting in an election in early 2006. Many felt that Duceppe had come into his own as leader, and political scientist Guy Chapelle would state, I think people respect him more than they did 15 years ago. By this point, Duceppe was the most experienced federal leader who had more self-confidence in the role. One political scientist would say at the time, When you compare his performance in the elections of 1997 or 2000, you get the sense of a leader who has a better grasp of the political game. He was very skillful in the debate and has developed a political flair that he did not have a few years ago. Duceppe and the Bloc would do well in the election, finishing with 51 seats, but they only had 43% of the popular vote in the province, showing a downward trend for the party under Duceppe. For the next three years, Duceppe and the Bloc would be a powerful player in the minority government led by Prime Minister Stephen Harper and the Conservatives. During this time, Duceppe hoped to boost the power of the Bloc, stating, I say to all the Uncle Toms from Quebec, that are in Ottawa, who say to us, if you want to enforce French, do it in Quebec. It is time for them to act if they are serious about recognizing Quebec as a nation. End quote. Duceppe would go through another election in 2008, and the bloc fell to 49 seats, with only 38% of the popular vote in the province, their lowest since 1997. This election would be the last election win for Duceppe in his own riding, as a new wave was coming. In the 2011 election, the Bloc lost 43 seats, including most of the seats it had held since 1993. The party was left with only four seats as the NDP and the Orange Wave surged through Quebec, winning 58 seats to become the official opposition. Previously, the NDP had only one seat in the province, and Doucet would lose his own seat to the NDP challenger by over 5,000 votes. With the crushing loss, Duceppe soon announced his resignation as the leader of the party, but stated that he would not rest until Quebec became its own country. Duceppe would state, quote, "The voters have spoken; democracy is spoken. I accept the choice." End quote. He would add a parting shot at Jack Layton and his Orange Wave of NDP in Quebec, stating, quote, "Mr. Layton has promised a lot. Quebecers now have the right to expect results to have full recognition of the Quebec nation." After his resignation, allegations came out in 2012 that stated Duceppe used funds designed for his parliamentary office to pay the Bloc Québécois' general manager over the course of seven years. Duceppe denied any wrongdoing, but the House of Commons Board of Internal Economy found he had misused the funds, but no disciplinary action was taken. It was also found that the spouse of his chief of staff had been given parliamentary resources and money to produce a book commemorating the 20 years of the Bloc in Ottawa. For the next several years, Duceppe worked as a political analyst, but in an unexpected turn of events that no one saw coming, Duceppe returned to lead the Bloc Québécois in the 2015 election after his successor resigned as leader, but remained as party president. Duceppe would state, We are better represented when we are represented by people thinking like us democratically elected and speaking the way we want them to speak, defending the interests which are our interests, end quote. CBC News confirming that Gilles Duceppe will once again become the leader of the Bloc Quebecois. Duceppe led the party for almost 15 years until 2011. He's expected to announce plans tomorrow to take over from current leader Mario Beaulieu. And for more on this developing story, let's go to Montreal and the CBC's Thomas Degg. You know, Thomas, I don't think anyone saw this coming. How big of a surprise is this news? I think it's a huge surprise. Uh,
2: Yesterday, Mario Beaulieu, the current uh, leader of the bloc, posted on Facebook that he had asked Jules Duceppe to play a role in the upcoming election campaign. That came as a surprise. and now we've learned today that that role within the bloc for Gilles Duceppe is going to be leader. Uh, we understand that tomorrow there's going to be an official announcement by the bloc québécois, Gilles Duceppe taking over as leader. Mario Beaudieu going to step aside, play some sort of other role within the party. Of course, there are plenty of questions still. You'll recall just a year ago, Mario Beaudieu was elected by party members to that role as leader within the bloc québécois. Gilles Duceppe was not. He stepped down four years ago as party leader after that crushing defeat of the bloc who uh, practically was wiped off the map here in Quebec by the NDP in that orange wave. The uh, bloc went into the uh, election four years ago with 47 seats in the House of Commons came out with four seats. Now they only have two and that does not include Beaudieu or Duceppe
0: well that does raise a very interesting question because block membership has dropped their seats in the house of commons has dropped uh, as you say a poor showing in 2011 what are the odds that Ducep can actually come in and turn things around for the party in time for what is anticipated to be a fall election
2: you've got to believe that marie Beaulieu and other High-ranking members within the Bloc Québécois, what's left of that party, believe that Gilles Giuseppe can turn the the, part, the party's fortunes around. The NDP in Quebec has been uh, doing uh, not so bad in the polls, and as it stands right now in those polls, the uh, Bloc Québécois not uh, planning to or doesn't stand to win any seats. So uh, I guess the Bloc seeing this is anything is better than nothing. Uh, and perhaps Gilles duceppe has more of an appeal to soft nationalists, people who perhaps would be turning to the NDP. In this upcoming election, as they did four years ago, perhaps the party believes Gilles Duceppe has uh, more of a chance to actually break through in this upcoming fall election.
0: Some would criticize Duceppe coming back as leader, including Conservative MP Jason Kenny, who stated, "Quote: He wants to play the golden oldies when Quebecers want to concentrate on their prosperity." End quote. On August 1st, 2015, Duceppe announced that he would run in his original riding in the upcoming election. During the election, Ducep would state, quote, It is necessary for Quebecers to regain their voice in Ottawa. Our representatives have to defend your interests. It is time to put Quebec back in power with all its strength and all its pride. Quote. In the October 19, 2015 election, the Bloc Quebecois rose to 10 seats, regaining official party status. But Ducep lost in his own riding once again, and he would resign as leader only days later. In the 2019 election, Duceppe would see his son be elected to the House of Commons for the first time in the Lac Saint-Jean riding as a member of the Bloc Québécois, meaning that a member of the Duceppe family has been in the House of Commons almost continuously from 1990, with the exception of 2011 to 2019. Tragedy would unfortunately strike that year for Duceppe when his mother died after being trapped outside her senior living residence in the bitter cold. Duceppe would state, quote, We were sad, and we are still very sad. This is just unacceptable. She had been accidentally locked outside for six hours in minus 35 degrees Celsius weather. Her access card would not let her back in the building, and no one noticed her absence. Dusep and his family would launch a $1.25 million lawsuit against the residents, and he would state, Human beings are human beings. It is not a bank account. When you are paying a lot, you hope, at least, when they advertise, they render those services, and it's not the case, end quote.
1: Locked outside for six hours in temperatures of minus 35 degrees Celsius. That is how Hélène Hot duceppe spent her last moments before dying of hypothermia.
0: Puis après hours, these movements ces mouvements sont de plus en plus A
1: coroner's report released on Tuesday concluded the death of the former Black Quebecois Giuseppe's mother was an accident caused by a series of technical and human errors.
0: Un peu d'erreurs humaines puis un peu d'erreurs je dirais au niveau du système lui-même.
1: The 93-year-old died after walking out of this seniors residence during a building evacuation. Although visible on surveillance cameras, Giuseppe was never let back in. The family lawyer says it's an act of criminal negligence. When no one is monitoring the cameras or the doors properly, there is a serious problem. The coroner's report listed seven recommendations. The most notable were equipping the residence's six emergency exit doors with an intercom system, a mandatory visual inspection of the building each time an alarm goes off, and to designate one person to make sure the areas are safe while also watching surveillance footage in response luxe gouverneur said it supports the coroner's recommendations and will make every effort to further increase the safety of uh, residents and after his report we will be able to know what we have to change If we have to change something... Today, the minister responsible for seniors said, we are studying the coroner's report in a serious and thorough manner. We support the coroner's recommendations to avoid such an unfortunate event in the future. The Giuseppe family says it will study the conclusions of the coroner's report, adding they have not ruled out the possibility of filing legal action. Braden
0: Jagger-Haynes,
1: Global News, Montreal.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at Jill Duceppe. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at CanadaEHX.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. And you can donate to the podcast by going to Canada ehx.com and clicking donate I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons and I apologize if I get any names incorrect Robert Page, Richard D Colin Johnson, Katie Caldwell Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho Lionel Romain, Dr. Bob Turner an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell Reg W, Deborah Carlson Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron ohara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawah, Luke Guess, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Maclean's Canadian Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, Global News, CBC, The Windsor Star, The Montreal Gazette, Regina Leader Post, and The Vancouver Sun. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.